Hello, and welcome to episode 27 of Nostalgia Decoms Today. My name is Trevor Duyon. With me, as always, is my brother, Kyle. Hello. And we are also joined by returning special guest, Haley. Heyo. Today, we are talking about a decom that I don't think I've enjoyed as much since Up, Up, and Away. For many reasons, including time travel, and that move, that decom is Minutemen. For me, it was a fun return to almost superhero classics, and you can hear all about what me, Kyle, and Haley think about this decom in just a moment. But first, here is my quick synopsis for Minutemen. Minutemen follows Virgil Fox played by Jason Dolly, who, after an incident involving his high school's football team and a young brainiac, Charlie Tuttle, played by Luke Benhard, is labeled a geek and made fun of by other students at the school. For three years, nothing has changed, until Charlie, currently Virgil's best friend, comes up with a working way to time travel. So Virgil and Charlie hire high school bad boy Zeke Thompson, played by Nicholas Braun, to build Charlie's time machine and upon doing so, they begin helping those who get picked on by the bullies of their high school. Because together, they are the snowsuit guys. I mean, I mean, the Minutemen. It's not all sunshine and rainbows for our heroes, however, due to the fact that each time they time travel, a spatial anomaly is created. Can our heroes manage to continue helping the bullied at their school, or will all their time-traveling adventures lead to the destruction of the world? Okay, so, Haley, would you like to go first and tell us what you thought about Minutemen? Sure. Okay, so I remember loving Minutemen, but I couldn't quite remember why when I was revisiting it. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to give too much away, but I will say that this movie really spoke to the social norms of being in school and like how much it sucked to not be where you wanted to be, but also like losing out on so much of the good parts because you were so focused on wanting to be popular or whatever. Uh-huh. And yeah, it really made a big difference. And I wish I would have gotten that message whenever I watched it at like 10 years old, you know? I completely agree. And I can, I can agree with the whole statement of the social norms, especially of, as we'll, learn once we get into it, uh, best friends going into college. Or, sorry, high school. Kyle, your thoughts. First off, man, did that, what, vice principal principal really suck? (laughs) Yeah. I have some questions regarding the vice principal. We'll get into that soon, too. I'm glad our vice principal is nothing like that. (gasps) You know? Very true. And then I love the concept of the time-traveling thing that this movie has, you know? Uh Uh-huh. I love the cameos of Back to the Future they have in there. Yeah. And interesting enough, once again, we'll get into it a little bit later, but there was a bit of uh, trivia mm-hmm. regarding a certain character that I was, two characters really, but one in particular that I just learned, that is a big reference to Back to the Future. Yeah. And for me, as I kind of teased in the, the opening, for me, this was a return to how I felt watching Up, Up, and Away mm-hmm. again. So, like, Up, Up, and Away dealing with superheroes, I remember, like, watching that as a kid. I was like, I want to be a superhero like these kids, mm-hmm. essentially, in Up, Up, and Away. And although 
the kids in this don't have superpowers, just the ability to time travel. I mean, it's I think not it's really like cool. the, the main guy up up in the way didn't have, he didn't have super. Very true. But like, it was, there's was still like a family of super powered people. Right. And it still felt like kind of hero-esque because they were essentially saving people right. to a certain degree. So I had a, I had a lot of fun watching this. And I'll get into more thoughts once we get to the end. So, I guess without further ado, we can actually talk about the movie. And I find it interesting that it opens on three friends who are freshmen in, in high school, coming to high school for the first time. And I'll be honest, as much as I had like seen... Because I think I'd seen it like once or twice, mm-hmm. this movie, in the past. And the main thing I remembered is like the, like the end scenes um with like the black hole and everything i kind of a little bit completely forgot about the whole friendship breakup thing that happens that whole plot line and whenever we introduce we're introduced to those three characters which are uh virgil uh stephanie and derek i once i first saw them i was like oh okay now i kind of remember there's like a breakup between these three and i thought the ending sequence that happens. I thought it was different too. I actually thought it happened earlier and I thought he actually changed the timeline and had to go back and change it again. See, I thought it was different. Gotcha. And so yeah, it was, so once it started up and everything, uh, I kind of realized, oh yeah, friendship breakup makes sense. And as I pointed out to Haley, it, it really kind of rings true to where like, you'll have friends in like middle school in like Mm -hmm. elementary and by the time you're in like high school and college these like best friends that you have you're like on completely different like trajectories and who you're hanging out with basically so basically what happens is zeke is trying out for football and he convinces zeke and virgil's best friend stephanie to try out for cheerleading what is it zeke or is it Derek? derek derek i was looking at zeke that's my bad that's me looking at two different names they're also like very like spelled so similarly because they both have one K and like two E's in it. Anyhow, well, one has a Z. I mean, that's true. You can't, a Z <laughs> is very, it defines a name. <laughs> Sorry. So it's not Zeke who's doing it. It's Derek who's doing it. My bad. Um, <laughs> so Derek is trying out for football and he convinces his and Virgil's best friend, Stephanie, to try for cheerleading. And so that's all going good. Everything's happening perfectly. And then it's what is kind of known as, known after this point as the event. And that is Charlie using or testing out, I should say, his new like vehicle, if you will, uh, of a jet propulsioned like cart thing. Mm-hmm. And of course, he's like running amok on the football field and whatnot. And apparently Derek is having a terrible time of doing his like football practice throws and he's like i got this and then just like launches a football and manages to hit like charlie squarely on the head and knocks him off the thing and of course all the football players start like picking on him and this is like the start of there's something wrong with the school because the the football players are like bullying this kid the coach does nothing coach does nothing and then whenever z uh virgil i should say whenever virgil like stands up for charlie he gets bullied for no, it. And then, like, the scene just before that, you see Virgil talking to football players. Yeah! And making them laugh. He's doing a great job. And 
make one bad mistake and everyone turns. Exactly. It's what is going on in the school, and I'll have more problems once, like I said, <laughs> once we get to that vice principal. <laughs> but so what ends up happening is the football players put makeup on uh, Virgil and Charlie, and then they hang them up on the statue of the Ram. And then three years go by. So now they're seniors. And apparently Virgil is still stuck at like geek tables, hanging out with the geeks and everything. And it makes me think, did, did he like not try out for other things? Because, I mean, throughout three years of high school, there's many different clubs he could like join to where yes, he's not necessarily. Like he's in the go in home the club. AV club, club oh, with Charlie. AV, yeah. I mean, that's true. But I mean, like, let's say he didn't want to be like known as like one of the geeks. Like, there's sports he can still try out for if he wants to do a sport. He can nah, still he was do. Not in the go home club because he was all in. <laughs> <laughs> I will say the scene really bothered me. Where, um, not Charlie, what's his name? Main character. Virgil. Thank you, Virgil. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, man, three years later, I'm still at the geek table, and he says that to all of his so-called friends. But like, I get it. You know, like he's so upset in his position but like he's taking it out on the people around him who do love him it's really sad to see i will say i don't think he's a hundred percent like friends necessarily necessarily with the other like geeks quote unquote at the table like it's mainly like he's there for charlie like that's his friend and just so happens that charlie hangs out with the other geeks yeah uh but you still don't talk that way to people who are accepting of you, you know? That's 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 honestly very true. And I will say, I really enjoyed watching the guy who plays yeah. Chester. Yes. <laughs> like, any anytime he would, like, <laughs> react or do something, I was like, please, put this guy on screen many more times. <laughs> he would just, like, he'd have, like, the squinty face <laughs> and everything. Oh, man, I love I loved seeing him. <laughs> and, um... We've also seen that apparently the three best friends that we saw at the very beginning of the movie are now separated because Virgil, for one, is with the geeks mm-hmm. and his two other best friends at the time are now in the popular group, one being a football player, the other and one being a cheerleader. And they're both dating each other. And they're both dating each other, yeah. which is also very, very sucky, in my opinion. Like, it's very clear now that the reason Derek said that Stephanie should go out for cheerleading so that way they could both be popular and that way he could actually date Stephanie. That was clearly his plan the entire time. So what time. was Virgil supposed to do in that time if he didn't have happened to get involved with the event? Oh, it, Derek was, I guarantee you, Derek was still going to find a way to get Zeke, or get Virgil, I keep wanting to say Zeke, get <laughs> Virgil separated from that friend group. That way Derek could date Stephanie. I guarantee it. He also just has a very like jerky face about mm-hmm. him to where like, I don't trust him ever. (laughs) (laughs) And so what we end up eventually kind of coming to see is that Charlie at some point has come up with the idea for time travel. Hmm. And all he really needs is a mechanic who's smart enough to like understand the plans that Charlie has come up with and put it together. And so what they end up doing is running into Zeke. Now I can finally say the name. <laughs> I was so excited to say his name that I can finally say it. Um, and I think I was excited to say his name because I mainly know that actor from Sky High. Sky High, yeah. Which is what you brought up during our little trivia game. Yeah. Um, and I do find it funny how in Sky High, he's like the geek who's getting picked on. And now in like a TV movie, he's like the like 
bad boy. <laughs> yeah. He did a really good job, though. Oh, no, he, he really did. Yeah. So now, like... I'd be interested to see like what he would have been like if he had been what was the what was the, the fire bo- guy? Yeah, if he had been the I fire guy. I don't remember his name, but yeah, the fire guy. That he would have been someone interesting to see like if he had been that character. And this actually came out like five, not five, three years after Sky High, so it's it's very interesting to see like that little like changing character for him. And so they go to Zeke, which I have to say this scene is very dangerous. Because he's he's working with the the blowtorch. Yes, and they have the door wide open where any student would walk past mm-hmm. and get flashed in the face and not see. Mm-hmm. I will say it. It's not necessarily bad that he's using the blowtorch. Now, had he been welding, that's a bad thing because yeah. like you can get blind I mean, you from can welding. Still get flashed from the torch too. A little bit, but it's not as bad as if he was because like welding, like that's where you need to have like the the very dark. Uh, glass yeah in order to just weld but it's it is still kind of like dangerous like they're in the middle of shop class and there's like sparks flying everywhere yeah (laughs) so no safety procedures and the principal's a douche vice principal oh you're right keep this in mind he's the vice principal once again we'll get into we never see we never see the that's that's what i was going to bring up so first of all i know i'm skipping ahead but since we brought it up already first of all Vice, the vice principal is the worst. The worst. And where's the principal at? Like, why are none of the problems that the vice principal clearly will not handle? Why is none of it being brought to the principal? What is going on? <laughs> I do have an interesting fact. Like, that's, once again, whenever we get to, like, little interesting trivia mm-hmm. tidbits, there's the interesting fact that I'm going to bring up about the vice principal, which is very interesting. Um, I mean, he's really blatantly terrible but honestly he's a pretty accurate representation from what i remember from like your high school and everything yeah really yeah i mean like okay so there was this kid that used to bully me and he would like throw stuff at me and then he threatened to kill me he's like i'm gonna kill you and i went i told the principal and they were like well i can move your class and you'd have to go to a whole new class but we can't move him because that's just how it goes and i was just like was like this person like a jock of some sort or like like no. popular or something? No, he was just one of those kids that no one liked because he was mean to everyone. What the? I know, but like they didn't blatantly say like this is the hierarchy of school. That's how it felt. <laughs> That's it felt like he's the aggressor, you're the aggressor, you have to leave. You know. That is so exact. Like for me and Kyle, like at our school, that like one that's is expelled. Yeah, suspended. Like, the second, like, someone, like, threatens well, you, no, like, in some bullying, way. because bullying is not tolerated either. Yeah, exactly. Just... Like, the second, like, someone starts bullying, like, that person who's bullying the other we'll person. get kicked out. Yeah, they're out. Oh, I would have loved to have gone to your school. <laughs> so I is... guess that's, that's what you, what we, we got small town high school, basically. Like, we definitely lucked out then if that's, yeah. like, that's the, like, normal treatment then. Holy moly. <laughs> wow. Okay, then. So, yeah, so Zeke, once again, agrees to build all of it. Apparently, he's also pretty smart at doing what he does, even though they're, like, thinking he's just, like, this scary person. Also, Zeke, out of the three, is, like, the luckiest, which we'll get we'll get to a little oh, yes, later. Yes, I know which, yeah. He's, like, the luckiest of the three. Okay. You'll understand whenever we get okay. there. Um, and so they end up building their time machine. I also really love how... They end up building the time machine in the fallout shelter. That's the That's one thing. Cool. Whenever I, whenever they like asked for, oh, seventy-seven, is that the room? Yes, seventy-seven. And I was about to bring up. Uh, 
once again bring up the the blatant like badness of the vice principal they go to ask him for a room and at first he's like no you can't have room all the rooms are booked and like at the same time <laughs> there's a, a uh, chester yeah, chester i think he's like stuck in the vending machine first and of the all the only way that, like it was simple all they gave him was changes you're like, yep you're good to go you can have that room and they're like aren't you gonna let chester out of there he's like no this is the hierarchy of the yeah, school like he's yeah. a nerd he has to stay in there it's like what <laughs> first of all i'm sure he has a key to it like literally just let him out Yep. Like, come on. <laughs> also, who gets bought for a dollar? <laughs> like, what adult is going to change their mind over a dollar? He clearly was craving really? pretzels. Oh, my gosh. Like. <laughs> my favorite part was whenever he was like, okay, Chester, move to your left. I'm going, <laughs> I'm going for whatever he said. <laughs> and once again, like, doesn't even try to get him out. Just like, move to your left. I don't care about you. I want I want my food. Yep. <laughs> and so he's bought for a dollar Get and get lets them have room 77, which like I just mentioned, is a fallout shelter. And, and it's pretty interesting that it was under the football field, too. Yes. And you know what that made me think of? What? Genius. Oh, yes. Because it was under the hockey league. Yeah. yeah. And so I will say, if anything, I actually kind of wish that our school could have had a fallout shelter that was underneath. Because like, that'd be the coolest place to just hang out. Mm-hmm. And like the fallout shelter looked really cool, too, because they had like It was like a secret layer, yeah. basically. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So they go down there, they have to, you know, clean it all up, and they end up building their their little time machine, which consists of a motorcycle part, apparently, which I still don't understand what well, the handlebar is. Yeah. Well, there's engines and then a handle, and they also have a projector. And I do love how whenever they have to, like, type something really fast, because mm-hmm. they're, like, super smart, it's literally just, <laughs> like, the, the, what's the word I'm looking for? cliche of oh, what it's like to type fast which is, so just brrr, typing on the the keyboard and it's like they're clearly not typing anything they're just clicking it yes which i mean i do that too it's fun it is it's a very like soothing sound it's like the oh what's the like, type typing well no what's the what's it called whenever you like want to listen like soothing sounds on like youtube and stuff like that it's asmr yes it's like a little a oh. for me at least it's like a little asmr and you just hear the clickety clack. What's of the even keyboards. better is the typing machine, the old time typing machine. Yeah. And then ching. Yes, yes, very true. So, oh yes. You know we skipped over the graphics for whenever Charlie finally tells Virgil that he found out how to go in time. I remember those graphics being so cool. And then I watched it and I was like, it's just a tunnel with black and white. Like there's nothing cool about this. So what you're saying is, originally, you were Charlie watching this, yes. and then on your second viewing, you were a complete Virgil. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the second time, I was like, this tells me nothing. And the first time, I was like, yes, it's a space time video! <laughs> <laughs> if only That's... it was that simple. If only. <laughs> <laughs> And so, so they build their time machine and they, I also love how they built like a diving board to go into like, like jumping yes. into like the time machine portal whirlwind thing. And so once they build it, they have to figure out who's going to go first, who's going to be the first time traveler. And they decide to go with uh, Charlie's cat. Because apparently both Zeke and Virgil hate that cat. I wouldn't say they necessarily well, hate it. Zeke hates it. To a certain degree. I mean, to a certain degree. 
And so they throw... Do you happen to remember what the cat's name was? Nope. Albert Felinstein. Oh. Albert Felinstein. That is correct. I don't remember humans' names, but I always remember a cat's name. And that's actually a very, like, ingenious, kind of, like, scientific, like, if you want, like, a good, like, cat pun name, yes. that's one of the best. Albert Felinstein. Kind of calling it Schrodinger. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But it wouldn't hit to the Back to the Future references oh, okay. as much. Okay. So this is, like, our first kind of, like, Back, Back to the, to the future, future reference. reference. So in Back to the Future, whenever Doc creates his time machine out of a DeLorean, the first time traveler in that universe is Doc's dog, Einstein. Oh, okay. And so our reference to Back to the Future, we have a cat whose name is Albert Felinstein, also named after Einstein, like the dog from Back to the Future. So that's our first little Back to the Future reference. Also, at some point, I know they actually say, like, yes. Back to the Future. Yes. Um... So that would be our second one eventually. Uh, so they send Albert Feline sign back first. First time traveler. And that's where they learn that it's super cold in time travel. Which has been a very consistent thing, sort of, from what I've seen from time travel movies. Because also, in Back to the Future, whenever you time travel, it's really cold. Because oh, well. <laughs> after... Al oh, after because it gets all steamy when the car comes out? Yeah, and so whenever Einstein comes back from being the first time traveler, Doc goes to touch the handle and he goes, ah! Mm. And Marty's like, what? Is it hot? No, it's cold. It's really cold. So, cold, another factor, another tie into Back to the Future. And so that's where they realize they need to have, like, snow gear, essentially. And so they have their first time travel, and their plan is to buy a lottery ticket. First of all. But, yeah, well, here's what I want to say first of okay, all. Okay, okay. So they obviously this? have back to seeing Back to the Future, apparently. Uh-huh. So changing the timeline from Back to the Future didn't pop in their heads? Apparently not. Which, I mean... Technically, all they were really going to do is just win money. And since it was only really like a day to like two days, it really wouldn't have affected anything too, too much out of the ordinary. So the butterfly effect never occurred? Well, all, all the butterfly would have, effect would have affected is just one day. Like, it's not like they went back in time 30 years, like in Back to the Future. Like, there's a lot that can happen in 30 years compared to like a day. Like, in a day, like nothing like extreme is going to happen too much, I would say. But oh, yeah. Before we move on, <laughs> first of all, they didn't put a watch on the cat before they put it in. I know they didn't because I watched. No, they did. They I had, didn't see him do they, it. It, had, it was on Virgil's neck and they put it on it. Ah, well, second of all, <laughs> the cat comes back and they're like, "It's a minute before," and I'm like, "This is 2005. It's not like these are smartphones where they're all the same time. Like your watch could have just been a minute before." You're right. That's actually very true. I did. I was very so. I was very curious about that because that ex quote unquote experiment that they did really makes no sense to me, especially with like how we see how their whole time travel deal works. Because so in Back to the Future, the way it happens, Doc puts two synchronized watches mm. essentially on both himself and Einstein and then sends Einstein a minute into the future. And so then you can see like it's a minute off. Which is essentially what they were trying to do with this. But my problem is, they just turned on the time machine. Didn't necessarily set a date or time. They threw the cat in, and then pulled him right out. So I don't... Like, his watch would still be the same. Because he didn't necessarily travel, like, into the future in, in the past. They just threw him in and pulled him back out. Maybe he was stuck in, like, where time isn't moving, since he never made it anywhere. But the watch... And that's why it would be a minute slow. Either. So it was well, a that's slow. Oh, okay. 
That okay. Now that makes more sense. And I wish if that was the case, they had actually explained that out. Because whenever they did, I was like, "But wait, he didn't. He didn't yeah. time travel." <laughs> I just wanted it to be like at least two minutes. Like one minute could be a fluke. But if you're like, "Oh my gosh, the watch is three minutes off," I'd be like, "Oh." And I think <laughs> that's where it could have worked if they had actually sent him yeah. and like let his leash go, and then he appears. Oh, three minutes later. <gasps> Holy moly! Yeah. And that would have worked out but apparently that can't happen because charlie has learned that if they stay longer than 10 minutes they blow up apparently yeah, explode <laughs> which <laughs> okay <laughs> that's why doc used delorean because if you go if you go yes. in a delorean then you won't blow up it'll exactly. just okay okay exactly <laughs> i don't know if that's how that works but okay <laughs> makes perfect sense to me okay <laughs> so anyhow <laughs> anyhow they go back in time and their plan is to buy a lottery ticket and get super rich. Good plan at first. Honestly is. But they don't know the rules of buying a lottery. Like, <laughs> I know the rules of buying a lottery ticket. Even whenever I was like 10, oh, I can't buy a lottery ticket. And I think in our state, you have to be like 21. Mm -hmm. I know, even at like a young age, I can't buy a lottery ticket until I'm this age. Because there's usually adults that are with us that will buy at least one lottery ticket in our lives. So they know the rules and then they'll be like oh i'm going by a lottery ticket oh, can i go no you're not old enough okay understandable they go in do you have id because you have to be 18. oh shoot they should have even tested before they went in precisely like whenever they go in and then you see charlie's we only have two minutes we have to get back to school and they decide to just give the numbers to this random person to buy their lottery ticket which of course he does he has like free money all right, I'll use their money. I'll buy a lottery ticket for them. What they should have done is whenever Charlie was like, oh, no, we're running out of time. Cool. Go back, you know, to the future and then literally just go back in time right quick. That way you still have another 10 minutes. Have him buy the lottery ticket. Boom. Safe. And you still get your ticket. Mm -hmm. But no, because they do that, they give the robot man, as he's known, uh, the winning numbers. He buys the ticket. And then, of course, he wins. And he's like, I'm a millionaire. I have money. And they don't get their money. So it failed for them. <laughs> and then, of course, they don't try again because Charlie's like, no, it's wrong. Do you see what happens whenever you do this? Okay, Charlie, cool out. It's not that big a deal. Um, <laughs> and so they eventually realize, oh, I know what we can do. We can go back and help people. Because what happens after... V uh, Virgil and Charlie leave from the locker room from PE we see that Chester is being picked on because he has had his clothes stolen so he after Virgil and Charlie like come out of, like the basement where apparently the locker rooms are Virgil comes up in only a towel and he sees that Chester comes up that's what I meant <laughs> I'm gonna keep on doing this so it's a good thing I have y'all here to correct me Chester comes out in only a towel uh still wet and everything and we see that the boys have his clothes and then they rip the towel off from him, so now he's completely naked. So he grabs a sign. Yes. And then here comes the vice principal. <laughs> oh, Chester trying out a new look, and he says, they stole my clothes. And then the vice principal's like, oh, can't do nothing about it. Sorry. What? Like, whenever he said that, I was like, that, that makes no sense at all. I'm sorry. Like, even if there is a hierarchy of how things work, like, literally. It's, it's right in front of you. You should have actually done something, even if there is a hierarchy. Exactly. Like, he should have been fired pretty much immediately. <laughs> and so, like I said, that's when they're like, all right, we're going to 
we're gonna uh, help people from now on. So now from this point on, anytime something bad happens to somebody, they go back the day before or like to right before whatever's happening happens and they help them out. But before they actually do this, whenever they're about to like go back in time to actually implement this plan, they get a new member to their club, which this is where the Back to the Future reference is because they named their club the Back to the Future Fan Club. Mm which I would have been a part of 100%, just saying. <laughs> and the person who joins the club is Jeanette, I believe is her name, who she has a very interesting thing where she likes to call Charlie different bird names, hmm. which is cool. It's her little affectionate way to be for him, which she clearly likes him. Clearly from the very first like moment you see her, she likes him. And they eventually decide that she can be in the club because right before she like walks in, they're arguing that only two can go because a third has to stay back and monitor the and do stuff. Yes, yeah. which I don't understand what it is because from what they've shown us, whenever all three go back, all Jeanette's doing is reading the paper, <laughs> and then they come back like two seconds later. <laughs> so what's she doing? Like, why couldn't all three go in the first place? Like, it would have made sense if like they went back in time and she was there to like like, look at the screen, see what's going on, and maybe she had to, like, turn off the the time machine for a little bit and make sure it starts up at, like, mm. a certain time. But now she just sits there, picks up a paper, doesn't do anything. Like, what? Anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we don't know either. <laughs> I guess her main importance is the fact that she actually gives them their, quote-unquote, super suits, if you will. Well, she also gives them the news as well. Oh, yes, you did change something. Yeah. I guess, yeah. I, do, Go. I was going to say, I do find it interesting how all, the only people who would really be able to, like, know that something changed is the people that go back in time because mm-hmm. they're experiencing it. I do find it interesting that how she's also someone who, because I guess Maybe she's right there. Maybe because she's in the radius of the time. I guess that makes sense, too. But, like, literally no one else would remember something changed, mm-hmm. but she does. Or maybe because she can recall seeing the paper change? I guess that could make sense, mm-hmm. too. But those super suits. <laughs> oh, yes, I love those Those things. were amazing. And they still are. I still love them. I really want one. I know. I'm not going to, like, I, whenever they put it on, I was like, you know what? That's, that's, that's pretty fly. Yeah. And, like, that's, that's a talk kind of hard, in my opinion, to pull off, like, an all-white mm-hmm. kind of, like, suit of some sort. But they do a good job. And also, I really love the goggles for some reason. Like, the goggles even look really, really cool. They remind me of uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the newer one. Oh, you know what? They actually kind of do. Hmm. So, yes, we can all agree. These super suits are amazing. Mm. And so, obviously, the first mission is they help Chester out, give him his clothes. And it is really funny how Virgil wants to go buy the Minutemen. But everyone else calls them the snowsuit guys, <laughs> which kind of is the pretty catchy too. Was the best. I loved the explanation that Virgil gave for it. Can you remember the that? most important minute of everybody's lives or whatever? Mm-hmm. Something like that. So we're going by the Minutemen. <laughs> I kind of how Virgil explained it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, like word for word, you know. <laughs> I don't remember word for word. I, I will agree. Yeah, no, he does give a really good like speech about about it and it's like it's we're a catchy the name too it is it is a catchy name but the snowsuit guys are catchier for you uh, i mean i wouldn't say it's catchier oh, but it is it is funny to see everyone say hey it's the snowsuit guys i i kind of like the alliteration of it mm. snowsuit guys 
Menemit's pretty cool too, I guess. <laughs> it's cooler. <laughs> and so they do this many, 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 many times. And as they keep on going, going back in time, we keep flashing to what I'm assuming is supposed to be a NASA uh a nasa building of some sort maybe i don't know i don't know if it was i know it's a government right. building and so we see these two scientists who are apparently like the basement dwellers i love them so much <laughs> it's like me if i ever get a desk job <laughs> <laughs> what i will say is i love the the one guy who's like eating the chips whenever we first see him it's me if i ever get a desk <laughs> job that is me because he's like he's clearly the closest to where there's like some type of warning system going off and it's beep 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 (laughs) i don't care if i'm like doing nothing and i'm like just adamant about not looking at what the warning system is that thing goes off three times like all right shut Shut up up. what turn it off turn it off like i'll at least like turn it off i might not look at what the warning is but i'll at least turn it off and then go back to just eating chips but he doesn't answer it so that causes like his other partner to like get up and go look and the guy who's eating the chips, his reasoning for it is that it's clearly just a glitch. Yeah. It's a system mm-hmm. glitch, which happens a good, you know, another amount of times. And so the second time he goes, it's clearly just a glitch. <laughs> it's just a glitch. It happens two times in a row. You know, same place, same approximate time, give or take. Just a glitch. Just a glitch. But eventually they decide, okay, they need to, they need to like see something's going on. Something weird's happening. I also... Really like how we have like a little montage going on where clearly various government people. My favorite one is definitely the guy following Virgil. Yes, yes. <laughs> he's in the he's in the the uh, freaking Conven- grocery store yeah. or whatever convenience store yeah, thing. Convenience yeah, store. and he Virgil walks up to pay and he looks at Virgil. Virgil looks back. He goes whoop. Turns away. As soon as Virgil looks, he goes snaps right back. I really, I definitely liked him too, and. Apparently, as we learn later, he's like the, the least, least important. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which also makes sense as to why he is like so serious, I think. Obvious about his like stalkingness of it. <laughs> and so, once again, this goes on for like a good amount of time. And at one point, we see that Zeke is inside of this little restaurant. Mm-hmm. And once again, just to prove how like crappy all these other like hierarchy people are one of the like these popular girls goes up to like the bus boy who's like bringing him their food who like she tempts to bring him bring her his bring him you know what i mean yes get her food brought to her and whenever i don't think that was premeditated from what you're about to say because so basically what you think is she just she really just wanted her food brought to her and then she came up with the other idea after the fact? Yeah, I think she was just being sensual to be lazy. And then, like you were about to say, she saw the wet floor sign and was like, oh, this is going to be interesting. Which, but even still, that's still like a crappy thing. Like, yeah, you're literally getting is. your food brought to you. It is, but I don't think it was premeditated. I think she's just that evil. And I hear much more for that. Because <laughs> obviously the other reason to hate her is because while all this is going on, Derek, who is as we mentioned, in a relationship with Stephanie, mm-hmm. is essentially cheating on Stephanie with this girl, whose name is Jocelyn. Which is a very, once again, jerky thing to do with his jerky face that he has. <laughs> <laughs> and it it just proves that they should not be together. 
uh, Derek and Stephanie, clearly. And it makes me really feel really bad for Virgil. And he, uh, Virgil clearly has a crush on Stephanie. Clearly. Mm-hmm. And, like, it just sucks that he got, like, the short end of the stick purely for standing up. Like, do, trying to do the right thing. Stupid. Anyhow. Um, so they go back in time and they, they help Dad out and whatnot. And basically, eventually, Zeke, and this is why I mentioned that he's the luckiest of the three, somehow gets himself two girlfriends. Yes. So we have we have Charlie, who clearly has Jeanette liking him, even though Charlie's like, for being 14, he's like super like nervous around girls. Virgil, who clearly likes Stephanie, but can't really get with her because she's with Derek, who's his like ex-best friend that he doesn't talk to anymore. But Zeke's over here like two girls macking all men at one time. It's like, okay, Zeke, go Zeke, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Zeke is clearly the coolest though. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. No, I mean that's that's very true. Yeah. I think he has like his own motorcycle and everything. Yeah. So bad boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's a genius. And he's a genius. Now, what ends up happening over the course of this movie is that Virgil manages to basically get in the good graces with Stephanie again. Where they start talking again, they're like kind of confiding in each other. And Stephanie at one point tells Virgil that she's essentially been extended a scholarship to her favorite school, college that she wants to go to, and that they're going to come and scout her to give her a cheerleading scholarship. Unfortunately, the next day, like right before the cheerleading, like scout's supposed to come and like check her out, she injures, injures her leg. And around the same time, because every one of the Minutemen has realized that the government is following them, they were supposed to be taking a break from time traveling for a good bit of time. But of course, Virgil wants to help out a girl that he likes, and it is still for a good cause, so they decide they're going to do it. I mean, it is their fault that it happened in the first place. It is, because as we've learned, as they've been helping all these people to like, you know, not be made fun of as much... Everyone that they've helped out has gotten a little more cocky. Well, no. A lot more cocky. Okay, a lot more cocky. You're right. Because they helped out Chester by giving him clothes, and now Chester's, like, wearing cool clothes. Yeah, and they're saying, yeah, you know, these kids need someone to look up to. Who are they going to look up to? Those Those geeks or those nerds or whatever? Those losers? And then you have the guy who... The bus boy guy. The bus boy who, had they not saved, would have, you know, gotten food all over him, like what happened, and made fun of. He's like... Yeah, I'm, I'm best friends with the snowsuit guys. We, like, hang out all the time. And then Virgil, like, trying to, like, bring up the name of Minuteman, he's like, you know, I think the, the middle height one's really cool. He's really hot. That's what I heard. And then they're like, ugh, this guy's weird. So, like, everyone's just acting, like, the worst. Like, be grateful you're not on the, like, bottom of the, like, totem pole. And so they end up deciding to help, uh, help Stephanie <laughs> make sure she doesn't break her leg, which she ends up finding out is Virgil because pretty of, easy pretty easily which get out yeah get out That's all you think <laughs> she needed and she figured it out literally if if Stephanie could figure that out it makes no sense why like Lois Lane can't figure out Superman <laughs> or Mary Jane can't figure <laughs> yes, out Spider-Man you no guys are very <laughs> more hidden yes compared to Superman yes yeah, so all he puts on is the glasses yes and then Spider-Man yes Okay. And then with Spider-Man, even though he has like his whole face and a whole body covered up, he still sounds like Peter Parker. Hmm. I will say though, with their distinct height differences and the fact that they're always together, I cannot believe the <laughs> vice principal could not figure it out. 
Like, look at their height differences and then watch those three walk down the hallway. They're obviously the snowsuit guys. <laughs> very clearly. Very clearly, actually. Yes, you're right. <laughs> but he's also the vice principal that will not stop bullying from happening. So maybe he just tries to be oblivious of everyone. Like, if they're not popular, he's not paying attention. Yeah, right? probably. Which is really funny because once... Um, once again, as we've, as we've said, everyone that the snowsuit guys slash Minutemen have helped have become much more jerky and cocky and whatnot. We see at one point that Chester has essentially become a bully himself mm-hmm. and is bullying the kids He's that were bullying, bullying him. him. Yep. Which, okay, I don't think that's how that works necessarily. Really? You've seen the Stanford Prison Experiment. I know they're not parallel, but having power is always going to go to your head. Okay, no, no, no. I agree. Having power goes to one's head. But what power does does Chester have that he didn't have prior? Like, nothing really changed it's about just him. just the clothes. popular now. It's just the clothes. So the only thing he gained from the Minutemen helping him was the clothes. But the clothes gave him status. The clothes gave him... Well, this is what I'm looking for. I don't know. So courage, you think... Courage, maybe? Yeah, more like courage. Oh. Confidence? So, confidence. Yes. Yeah. So pretty much just because he got the clothes help that helped people not to make fun of him, you think that's just pretty much what kind of changed his personality into essentially being a bully. And he's also using other nerds to be his like bully posse, <laughs> which also makes it even more like hard to believe for me. But I mean, I guess. I mean, if you I come guess. from a lifetime of being made fun of, and then you get an inch, like what are you gonna do? I guess you're gonna go for the mile. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I guess that makes sense. It just it is very weird how like just one second the bullies are picking on him and then the very next minute him and the other nerds are picking on the bullies and it's just like so out of left field. <laughs> and then of course, even though like the vice principal's like, you know, this is the way things work, he's like, uh, nerds are supposed to be at the bottom. So like now he wants to do something and like put like Chester in detention or something. This made me so mad. He said I will not have people leapfrogging in social statuses and I was like, What? This is America. <laughs> we can leapfrog all we want. That's the main reason that he wanted to find the Minutemen is because everybody's leapfrogging. And that's that's very true. <laughs> and so <laughs> And so once again, as you mentioned, it is all the Minutemen's fault that Stephanie gets injured because Eugene, I think is the busboy's name. Eugene Vaughn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh he he is apparently like going to hang out with some cool kids that are playing hacky sack. He's like, "Hey, cool kids, let me play some hacky sack with y'all." And then like literally kicks the hacky sack hacky sack right into Stephanie's head, mm-hmm. and that causes her to fall off the pyramid. But yeah, so Virgil catches her. She finds out it's Virgil, and so the next day goes up to Virgil and is like, "You're the snowsuit guys." And he's like, "What? No!" And she's like, "And I think I know exactly how you're doing it." And so I do kind of like like this moment. So she goes psychics, so think, and at the same like, time he's saying time, time travelers. Travel, yeah. <laughs> he's like, wait, time travelers? Who said, who said time, time travelers? No, you're you're right, psychics. Yeah, that's exactly what we are. <laughs> and once again, like clearly, Derek is like the most awful person mm-hmm. ever. And this always gives me a problem with movies. For some reason, especially like the high school movies. They always put the football games in the middle of the day. Which maybe that is how things happen at certain schools in certain areas. But I've always experienced at football night. games Friday nights. <clears throat> after school and everything. But pretty much every like movie 
at least like TV movie, something that, that I've seen that deals with football, they put it in the middle of the day on like a Saturday. Mm, yeah, that does happen. That does? We'd like sat, like the JV team, but I don't think Derek would be playing JV. Oh, no, that, no that's clearly like a varsity, because they're, yeah. they're, tr- they're trying for the championships. Yeah. yeah, JV would be like on a Thursday or something, because the, at JV, least for us, yeah. the JV would have to actually be at the varsity game. Exactly. And so it, just every time I see a football game that happens in the middle of the day, I'm like, where's the school? Like, this, this doesn't happen. It, it just confounds me. And like that's the way like sports work, is that it's supposed to be Friday night high school football, mm-hmm. Saturdays all day pretty much, for college and then Sunday pretty much all day is for the National League. Mm-hmm. And so it just it, it always wears me out whenever I see it. It's like, are they just like skipping school right now? Like what what's going on? Um but Virgil and Charlie and Zeke, they're all at the football game because as Virgil puts it, someone always embarrasses themselves <laughs> at a football game, which not entirely wrong. Uh <laughs> and while they're waiting for like something to happen, Derek is on the football field and they're like behind by a certain amount of points or whatever. And I love how the coach is, like, trying to, like, give him, like, a heartwarming speech and everything. He's like, come on, we have to, like, we have to do good. My boy's up there, and he wants me to see me have my dream of going to the championships. And he's like, I need you to, to... And Derek goes, be the ball. Yeah. Be the ball. Yes, be the ball. (laughs) (laughs) So they snap the ball and everything. And right before, like, Derek can do anything with it is when Chester, once again, being the cocky guy that he is, just goes and, like, strips. Streaks. Streaks, streaks, I should say. In front of everybody. And in my opinion, this is clearly all Derek's fault that, oh, what? No, you have something to argue with about no, that? No, I just don't understand why he did that. How is that going to make you cooler? Oh, streaking? Yeah. That's a good point. It, because it is... he was going to end up naked at one point. Um, so maybe it was like a, like in your face, I can be naked if I want to yeah. type thing on my yeah. own terms. One of, I can't remember who it is. It's either Virgil or Zeke. One of them does mention that basically the most like shy boy about his body is now the most like open about his body. Probably Virgil. Okay. I think it might have been Virgil. But yeah. So Derek, who should be the person who's like the most focused on his game, just like takes like a whole like five minutes. Just like look at Chester running naked. I mean, obviously he's in his boxers at least. But like just watching him streak across and then he gets tackled and sacked and everything. Yeah, you he shouldn't have actually been paying attention at all. No, like everyone knows, like if you're in the middle of a game, like you pay attention to what you're doing in the game. And then Stephanie becomes a little bit of a jerk too. I don't <sighs> think revealing secrets is a good thing. No, but I can see where she was coming from, where she was looking out for her boyfriend to a certain degree. Although it is a bit selfish-ish to a certain degree to have like a best friend who like no longer consider like her boyfriend no longer considers him a best friend and she hasn't talked to him in like years essentially where she goes and asks him hey can you help my boyfriend out who is clearly cheating on me but i don't want to believe it yeah but she still sees them as like the three friends what do they the three must what do they call each other three amigos three amigos essentially yeah. yeah she still sees them as that she she sees it as an unfortunate event she doesn't think Derek's bad she's just like this is just the way things happen and we're still friends we should still help each other, you know? I do get that. I just, I think she should realize that there's something going on whenever they're not hanging out like they, like, like I said, like, it, by the way it looks, they really haven't talked to each other like they used to since that event. Yeah. Like, clearly something has changed and like, come on now. <laughs> Use your brain a little bit. But anyhow. So, once again, Virgil agrees. He convinces everyone to do it. And he brings back a little bit of proof. <laughs> Which is a videotape, which apparently if you bring your videotape back with you in time into the time machine, doesn't change anything. Like you, you can still like see the original timeline of things of events. 
And so that convinces Derek, and he's like, oh my god, so cool. I'm going to tell everybody. And they're like, no, 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 can't do that. See, I thought showing him the videotape was really dumb, because he would have never known that he changed the future. Like, it would have just been like, okay, I helped you, and you don't know. But I guess Virgil wanted to be friends with him again. Yes, that's that's one where I can, like, understand the reasons behind certain things. Because as we've kind of, like, learned throughout, all Virgil's really wanted is to be popular. Like, he wants to stay friends with his friends mm -hmm. that he was. And he's always been told that Derek tried to stop the bullies from doing what they did to Virgil and Charlie. So that's what we know so far. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> um, and so that's why he, like, clearly shows Derek because he wants to get back in their good graces and everything. And so Derek invites Charlie to, you know, popular party. And this is where we've seen some decoms in the past kind of not follow through with this kind of storyline, which is getting invited to the popular party and then the friends become mad at you. Because we saw that in Alley Cat Strike, where the main character in that got invited to a popular party and the friends saw it. But then like the very next day, like they just dropped the whole thing and they were, they were still friends. Mm. Which if you're going to go for drama, that's not how that works. And so this one implements it very well. So Virgil goes to the popular party and he's supposed to be watching like the top 10 like weather forecasts or something like that. And also Virgil's a bit of an idiot because, because he Charlie knows. Charlie lives right next door to Derek. And he knows this because it's mentioned at the very beginning of the movie. <laughs> and so Charlie ends up seeing Virgil through the window and catches him. And Virgil's doing these horrendous dance moves. <laughs> And that would be me doing the horrendous dance moves. <laughs> and the very next day, you know, Virgil's apologizing to Charlie and everything. And Charlie's like, it's cool. I'm just worried about the government and everything and this and the other. And right as like Charlie's explaining this whole thing to him, Virgil gets a call from Stephanie. And then just leaves Charlie on like the phone on hold, which again, pretty sucky. But he's clearly trying to hook up with Stephanie because mm -hmm. he, he really likes her. And she has learned that Derek is officially cheating on her with Jocelyn. And her plan is to, like, break up with Derek and everything and, like, call it quits for good and whatnot. And at the same time, Derek is like, I made a mistake. You know, yeah, she caught me kissing Jocelyn, but the thing is, Jocelyn kissed me. I didn't even kiss her back, so that doesn't count. And that's not how that works at all. I'm sorry. They must have initialized it at some point. Like, but, like, even still, like, she kisses him like it... nine times nine times out of ten there is always that one out of ten but nine times out of ten someone doesn't just kiss you out of the blue right so here's the thing you can say that she kissed him and i didn't kiss her back but here's how that would be a correct statement if like so as an example if like Haley were to kiss me like if she comes in and like kisses me but then i immediately like, like it's like immediately like she pecks and i push her away Cause I'm like, oh wait, what are you doing? I don't want you to kiss me or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's a she kissed me, I didn't kiss her back. Right. Clearly, clearly, what Derek was doing was Jocelyn kissed him, and they continued going. Because if it was the quick kiss and push back, also before Stephanie would see this, that. they were they were doing tutoring with French, mm -hmm. and obviously he didn't learn nothing from those tutoring lessons. I mean, they were using their tongues just not to speak <laughs> languages. <laughs> <laughs> and so. <laughs> Did y'all hear that? I said, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> And so, so Derek is trying to convince Virgil to, you know, go back in time and, and fix Derek's problem. And Virgil's like, no, no, I don't think this is right. He, he says that and he says, I'll think about it. And so he goes to think about it. 
And in the meantime, the government... The government kidnapped Virgil. Kidnapped Virgil. And he is also... And as he's, like, being brought in, Virgil's like, you got the wrong guy. I can tell you the other two. I can give you the names. And then sitting there is Charlie and Zeke. (laughs) I was going to give him fake names. That's what you do. What'd you tell them I did? (laughs) Yeah, Virgil's a low-key jerk. (laughs) Once again, he's told Charlie on multiple times, if you go back to the event, he would change everything. I know. Which is actually very sucky. Like, that's heartbreaking. Even if you think that, you don't tell that to someone. I know. so mean. He was just being nice. Just giving him a heads up. Yeah, heads up. Just to let you know, I'm going to stab you in the back later. Yeah. So just be, be, look out for me, you know? And so, like, while they're there, they, like, start inquiring them about basically time travel. And the fact that, also something that we had learned earlier, is that Charlie stole part of the equation they needed for time travel from NASA. NASA. And so that's why the government's basically looking after them to try and find out what they're doing. (laughs) And Virgil's like, I took a semester in government and got a B minus. You can't hold us here unless you have, like, a reason to. Well, you don't even need a semester in law to figure that out. I mean, not really. But it's still, like, a funny thing for him to say. Yeah, Virgil was really charming, I will say. I forgot how charming Jason Dolly was until I saw this again. (laughs) Hang on, I'll, I'll get to it in a second. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so they let the, the government people let them go, and it eventually gets to basically all three of these Minutemen have the little fight with each other and everything because Virgil's all about being popular, and he basically tells Charlie that, you know, he's being like a nerd and everything and like needs to like chill out and stuff like that. and. Zeke basically says that he's better off by himself and everything. So they all split ways, which eventually leads us to the dance. I think, I guess, like homecoming or prom or something like that. And uh, Virgil has told Derek that he will go back in time and change Derek's mistake. Stupid thing to agree to. And they show up at the dance. Derek is, I'm assuming, by himself. And Virgil goes with Stephanie. Very big thing for for Virgil, because once again, he really likes her. And apparently the plan is that after the king and queen is announced of the dance, then after that, Virgil will go with Derek. They'll go back in time and do everything. So we eventually get our king and queen announced, and it's none other than Stephanie and Virgil. Because he went back in time and... Stuffed the battle box. Um, I will say there is a bit of cheesy dialogue that happens around this point, which is... Whenever Virgil says that he, it wasn't surprising to him because he stuffed the ballot box, Stephanie's like, you didn't really stuff the ballot box, right? Did you? And he's like, well, yeah, I did. I mean, obviously everyone would vote for you, but no one would vote for me. And she's like, I'd vote for you. (laughs) (laughs) With like the the little like twinkly eyes. And then like right before they're about to kiss and like he's going to get his like big old like, yay, uh, Derek ruins the cock blocks and takes Virgil away so that way he can go fix his problem. So they can go fight. Well, they go so that way that way Virgil can fix the problem, but yes, it kind of leads into it leads into a fight. Everybody thought it was a fight, so it's a fight. Oh yes. And then here comes the vice principal, like, oh, a fight, but I'm pretty sure he was just going to make sure that the Virgil, king was going to yeah. lose. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh oh yeah. Hundred percent. He was only going to step in if Virgil started winning. He's like, no, no, no. And then in the process of this happening, uh, the vice the vice principal did very well with that Elvis impression. He did, actually. I, that is, like, the one good thing that he did. An impression. <laughs> <laughs> and so, 
he tells everyone to to go back to the gym and move along. And as he says that, the government people show up. And it's first the FBI, and he says, no one move. FBI. And the second guy comes, CIA. And then the third guy comes, and he's like, what, from like waste management or something? Yeah. No, it's like numbers and land and number something ridiculous <laughs> i had to turn on the subtitles and go back because i was like what did he say so I virgil, done that. virgil kindly tells him you should go first next time <laughs> like i would I, I probably need to go back and rewatch it with subtitles just to see what he says because i'm still confused as to what exactly he had to do with anything that was going on maybe uh, that's why i thought it was like waste management i was like but what are they like doing like with waste management but maybe it did have something to do with like land and numbers and stuff maybe like that. Maybe because of the football field or something like that. Maybe, I guess. And so basically what has happened is because they the Minutemen have gone back in time so many times, they've essentially created a black hole. No, a no, black no, hole. no, they essentially created a black they did create a black hole. True. Which the scientists that we had seen throughout like the montage of everything happening that were just like, it's a glitch, who were starting to put things together. They didn't think it was a black hole. They're oh, like, obviously, they're not even that smart as a fourteen-year-old. <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, yeah, because as as they're like going through like what's kind of been going on with time travel and everything, uh, that's when Charlie like busts in on all the government government people like doing things, uh, doing their talks, and he's like, I did it, I did it, I, I, I did it, I did time travel and everything, and now there's a black hole. And they're like, wait, there's a what? And he's like. A black hole? Of course you don't know about the black hole. <laughs> and he like looks at like all their their like math. math and everything. I see five decimals that weren't carried over. <laughs> and, then, and then the guy who was like, oh, it's a glitch. Is like, oh, what should we do, sir? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who at first was like, uh, whenever he said that uh, Charlie was like nine and then uh, Janet or whatever connect, corrected him and said that he was 14. 14. He's like, oh, yeah, because now I don't feel that bad about myself. <laughs> And so they all get together and they realize that there's a way to fix the black hole, even though it's very, very risky. And so the plan is that they basically have to go through the wormhole, black hole, and do stuff from the other side to like fix their calculations and then fix it all. So Virgil, uh, Charlie, and uh, Zeke all decide they're going to go and they start having a little like slow motion walk down the hallway everyone's cheering for him they're finally, finally using virgil gets his recognition of Minutemen. man 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 yeah and then zeke has his two like lovers cling on to him giving them hugs and everything uh charlie gets his kiss from janet which is a very like funny little moment because he just like freezes up and like zeke yeah. has to carry him <laughs> and then uh what we still haven't mentioned virgil's little sister Oh, yeah. I, I kind of forget about her a little bit. She was yeah. only in, what, two scenes? Three, technically, yeah. throughout. I mean, she delivered one of the lines that made me laugh out loud. Oh, which one was that? Which was whenever she was like, so you're like a hero now, or whatever, and she was like hyping him up, and then he's like, yeah, you're big bros, blah, 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 and then she's like, so whenever you die, can I have a room? <laughs> and I'm, I'm a little sister, and that was so me, and it made me laugh really hard. That His little sister's also a little jerk, too. Because of when Derek came in, he's like, oh, you're so cool, yes. but now you're like a loser because you... <laughs> you you suck at football and everything. <laughs> Call me. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I, I, I do apologize to the little sister. She was a pretty funny part of the movie. Yeah. It would have been nice that... Have you you've seen... So I know you're a big fan of Stranger Things. Yeah, she reminds me of uh, Lucas's little yeah, sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> Just because of how like sassy yes. i guess is a good word for it she Very is much. 
So it would have been nice actually to have her in like more stuff, uh, more throughout the movie, I should say. And okay, so. <gasps> Once again, I have some some stuff to say after we talk okay. about all this. Okay. So, yeah, so that leads everyone out into the the football field where the black hole is formed, very much like what happened in uh, Genius. Hmm. And as they're like at the football field and everything, that's where Stephanie like kind of says that she you know likes essentially Virgil and everything. They sort of kind of tell their feelings for each other, even though they still don't kiss. Mm-hmm. It's kind of annoying, but whatever. And so Virgil, Zeke, and Charlie jump into the wormhole. And so after jumping into the wormhole, they come out next to a kid's park playground. playground area munchkin land munchkin <laughs> munchkin land <laughs> and i do love the little kid that goes up to him and he's like are you aliens are you from neptune do you have macaroni and cheese from neptune is macaroni and cheese a vegetable he's like oh shut up go away <laughs> we have work to do and so charlie just takes out whatever's in his little backpack that he brought with him and just starts pushing like buttons and it's like boom okay it's fixed we have 20 minutes and then we have to go back get through the wormhole before it touches the ground yes and at this very same moment is where Virgil figures out that they went back three years to the very first day of freshman year where the, the event, event happened. So Virgil just takes Good off job. for the school. Mm-hmm. So he gets there and then right behind him are like Zeke and Charlie who go to stop him and tell him that, you know, he's going to change things like for the worst pretty much if he does this. And he's like, but this is my moment where I can like change. I can be popular now. And then this is where you bring up like it's a very sad thing. Because then Charlie explains to Virgil that, yes, to Virgil, it's the worst day ever for him. He's, from that point on, ever, ever like, labeled as a geek, essentially. But to Charlie, that is, like, his favorite day. Because that's when he got Virgil as a best friend. And, like, that is, like, whenever he says that, from that point on, you're like, God damn it, Virgil, you're a jackass. You're a jerk. I hate you. And so... Yeah, I feel so much for Virgil. Like, I really do get it. Like, mm-hmm. who doesn't want to, like, feel popular and feel accepted? But also, like, you have this awesome friend right in front of you. And yeah. he's telling you, like, I'm not going to be here if you change this. That just sucks. Brings me back to those days. It's complicated days, man. Uh, Neither will Zeke, though, either. What do you mean? Won't be their friend. Oh, yeah, no, no, yeah exactly. without Charlie, you don't meet Zeke. That's very true. And so, you know, Charlie walks away because, you know, he's, he's saddened that Virgil Sokamas go through with this. And Zeke tells him, look, do what you have to do down there. But if, you know, we get back and things are different, just know it was nice to hang out with you. And then Zeke walks away. And then that's where Virgil turns around. And even though throughout a majority of the movie, we've been told when, when Derek is brought up that Derek tried, tried to, to stop, stop the, the football players from bullying him. We learned it was actually part of Derek's idea to put makeup I on mean, them. He, he did say, hey guys, wait. But that's, yeah, <laughs> that, that's the only like stopping. He said, hey guys, wait. We should, we should do, do this. this. So, I mean, yes, he tried to stop them to help them do something mm-hmm. even worse. Exactly. See, they forgot all about that, didn't they? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, the, the, you, you have like a slip of the mind every once in a while where you only tell half truths, and that was his half truth. <laughs> just proving Derek is more and more of a jerk, which is why it's okay to hate him. (laughs) And so 
as Charlie and Zeke are like heading back to the wormhole, something has clearly happened to where now they they have like minutes. It's the children that came back and kicked the machine. Oh, that's what it is. That okay, that makes sense. I mean, they did tell them shoo away, little munchkins. And so that you're saying what they did is they got mad and they're like, "Screw your machine!" and kicked it. Yeah, makes sense. Okay, I, I'll, I'll buy it. <laughs> and so they have to like start running to get back to this wormhole. And as they're like going, Charlie's just like, "We're not gonna make it. We're gonna be stuck here forever." Oh, and this trip was totally fake. <gasps> yeah, that was the one part where I was. I remember I was watching a Disney movie. His trip was fake. What do you mean his trip was fake? <laughs> he trips he jumped. out of he nowhere. He just jumps and rolls. Oh, oh. <laughs> and then like he didn't want to get up, and I was like, <laughs> "Your ankle did not roll." For a second, I thought like maybe they're going to do something where his ankle breaks. That would have been cool. Like, and yeah. that way, that way Zeke had to carry him. But he was fine. Yes, he was exact, absolutely fine. He, I mean, they could have put a, a something there for him to trip over. Yeah, that, yeah. That would have been smart. But of course, you know, they don't think about it. They're like, hey, just just fall. Just jump just, and fall. Just, just jump That's and fall. That's what he did. He just fell. <laughs> oh, right now? Boom. <laughs> Is that good enough? And then, of course, as like Charlie's freaking out about this, that they're not going to make and they're going to be stuck there, that's where Virgil pulls up and goes, Hey guys, y'all don't want to go back there. There's these two geeks getting bullied by these football players. I felt really bad for him, but you know, whatever. <laughs> oh, he didn't say whatever he said, but it looked like the beginning of a good friendship. Oh, yeah. That yeah, was yeah. really sweet. That is very sweet, actually. <laughs> and so, what we see that he's brought is Charlie's first experiment. The rocket go The rocket car. Yeah. <clears throat> and so they all get on, and they, like, rush to get back to the wormhole. And something that I had not mentioned, which is my fault completely... Is, is that the there hook? was a running joke throughout the entire like thing of Zeke always having uh-huh. a, hook. a hook. Yes. Yeah. And of course, every time he'd bring it with him, the like, especially Charlie, he's like, Oh yeah, can't forget the, the hook. hook. And he's like, You laugh. One day okay, we're gonna need it. Gonna very important. <laughs> and of course, it comes in handy at this moment because as Virgil is driving the car, he apparently misses his turn. And Ver- and Charlie starts freaking out again. He's like, We're not gonna make it. We're not gonna make it. And Zeke's like, I got this. I got this. And then so they go like near this pole. He like hooks it with his hook that he has, and it does like a quick turn for him, and they end up getting back to where they need to get to to get back to the park. But he lost his hook. Unfortunately. But he can always make another one. Okay. I'm a huge fan of callbacks mm-hmm. and like a running joke that eventually pays off. But you know where I live. I have two roundabouts on my exit, not one. Two. Mm-hmm. They could have gone that speed around that roundabout. <laughs> They didn't need the hook. I mean, that's very true. That is very... Because I feel like as that, fast that as that... part was not handling very well, though. Mm. I mean, maybe if we had seen it be like a little shaky whenever well, they are going around well, the turn. I should say, Virgil's not a very good driver. He ran into a lot of things. Yeah, he there. was true. a pretty bad driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which surprises, which surprises me because he has a driver's license, apparently, because we saw him driving a car. Yeah, but what 16-year-old is a good driver? Uh-oh. That's a lie. That was a That's a lie. Driver. Kyle thought he was a good driver at 16? No. <laughs> I was told many times by people I was a very good driver. Many people told me I was a good driver at 16, and you know Let what me I did? Tell you, I pulled a car. <laughs> I drove to Indiana when I was 16, so... I mean, same. Exactly, so you're a good driver. Okay, driving to another state does not mean it's you're a good driver. It's hard driving to another state, is it not? I mean, it can yes, be. there you go. Thank you. You know what's No, hard? but seriously, I was... Trying to drive, like, make a left-hand turn on Ambassador. <laughs> That's where I told my car. No, you want to talk about making left-hand... I have left-hand... not had any wrecks so far. How many wrecks do you have? 
Uh, how often do you drive? He doesn't how report often... all of his wrecks, so... <laughs> <laughs> how often do you drive is the question. I guarantee not as much as I do. No, but I still don't have any wrecks, so... I was going to read him something, but this is not the podcast for oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but all I'll say is statistics like that are fudged. So that's like... So... I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to get into it. Well, we're into it. <laughs> okay, so basically, you saying that, mm-hmm. and I don't want to make light of any, like, movements that are going on, because all movements are very important, but that's essentially, like, saying that, uh, so, whenever people make the argument that white people get mm-hmm. attacked by police just as much, just as much, if not more, than black people, but what they're not looking at is the fact that minorities and black people they make up much less of the population, but the statistics of the amount of times that they're abused by police is at an alarm, an alarmingly higher rate for that small percentage that they make up. So, I do drive a lot, mm-hmm. which is why I have more wrecks than you, mm-hmm. but you don't drive as much. So you have to look at the statistics of you driving. So, if you had gotten, like, let's say, like, one wreck, and you only drove, like, once, there's, like, that high statistic, but there's also the fact that you have that one time of driving. And maybe you don't drive anymore. So you have to look at this kind of statistics. So I'm just saying. And Black Lives Matter. So um, yes, yes, Black Lives Matter. Now that we're past that, okay. <laughs> they make their roundabout turn, and they're like heading back into the to the wormhole. And once again, like I said, uh, we have Charlie over here freaking out. We're not gonna make it. We're not gonna make it. We're not gonna make it. And they make it. And they end up coming back into their regular time the same day that they had their first time travel trip. Mm-hmm. And so this is where they start to make things a little bit more right with how things should be. So we see a fight that Derek and Stephanie are having. And as Derek is passing them, they're, they're still wearing their like snowsuit guy like suits and everything. And Derek's like, hey, Virgil, nice suit. You know, basically, like, mocking his suit and everything. And, uh... uh Virgil, Virgil basically says, well, have a nice time with Jocelyn. Yes! And he's like, what's that mean? <clears throat> and he's like, y'all are both, like, really good with makeup, so y'all, like, make a perfect match. <laughs> God. It, like, Derek's just so... Ugh, hate he's a jerk. He's yeah. a jerk. Yeah. And then, at the same time... Uh, Zeke still has his two girls, still kind of like fawning over him a and little Charlie bit. And Charlie goes and kisses Janet. Which, that is really funny too, because he apparently just completely forgot about how time travel works. And he's like, yeah, that hasn't happened yet, what did you do? <laughs> and so he starts freaking out because he's like, I, I didn't mean it, but clearly Janet, Janet wanted that. Yeah, so. she, she, was, she was happy that that happened. That's exactly what he needed. He would have never kissed her before if she didn't kiss him first. Oh yeah, totally. Even though technically now he kissed her they first. Never, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But it, and I guess that's a, a thing where like it boosts his confidence now, yeah. hopefully. And then we also see that Virgil is kind of like talking to Stephanie now, and he has said, you know, if I go back in time, one of the things I would do is I would tell Stephanie how I really feel about her, and that is that I think she's great. And Stephanie's like, so was that love confession between them two? They're just saying they're great, or what? I think so. Yeah, I think okay. so. Because then she smiles and she goes, I do the same thing for Virgil. And then they kind of give each other like little twinkly eyes. And, and then, of course, Charlie has to come and ruin everything. Because he's like, Virgil! Yeah, teleportation! <laughs> Which, clearly there's nothing that can go wrong with that. I mean, isn't teleportation almost closely related to time travel? I mean, 
it's safer. You're not messing up the space-time continuum, right? Yes. You're still creating a black hole, apparently, though. Really? Uh, that's what Zig's like. No more. No more. Well, I mean, to a certain degree, because you are. Because isn't a black hole, like, they, in some scientific shows, they use black holes as time traveling? But you're not We're, traveling time whenever you're teleporting. Well, not time traveling, but teleporting. Yes. Like a warp gate? Uh, yeah. They use a black hole? Yeah. Sometimes. It, it depends on... Are it, you sure that's not a wormhole? I think a wormhole and a black hole are different. They could... Well, yes. A wormhole is, like, supposedly whenever space right. is, like, folded on but top But they of also use black holes as well. Ah. Yeah, I think I think it is it it is it does get kinda like fuzzy on how they exactly it depends on the science that you're listening to and who decides to use what and then also different like science fiction things that deal with these different like teleportation time travel. It it all depends on who you're listening to. Um but essentially they're using some form of a hole to get through. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> okay, Michael Scott. Thank you. <laughs> and so that, of course, leads to our end. See, what I thought it had ended is that the government recruited the, te- the time traveler kids to fix other mistakes in time. So almost like a happy death day to, to you, I should say. Because, what really I good. mean, they did have NASA who did a time travel experiment, so it wouldn't be... But I don't even think NASA remembers. Well, I mean, they, they probably don't, but it's not... If Charlie could hack the NASA's, then... Like, Charlie would be the first one to t- think about time travel. I mean, I guess that's true. Now, what I will say, so like I kind of mentioned earlier, is that whenever they go back in time, that, that last time, to fix the whole, like, black hole that they've created and everything, mm-hmm. and they're back to, like, the first day, for some reason, I don't know why, I thought that that happened, like, like middle of the movie kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever the popularity issue starts to, like cause a fission between everybody. I thought that happened early in the movie and that Virgil actually succeeded and changed that timeline and then was yeah, like, I hate too, this. I also thought. And then had to go back in time again and then fix, fix it. it. Yeah. I thought that's what happened. I also th- I thought that was part of the movie too and then the they get recruited at the end. Yeah. I, whenever I was going into it, I thought that I remembered that he did go back and change it mm-hmm. but then whenever he was popular he got Charlie to be his friend and also be popular. That's what I remember. Oh. Even though that's not what happened. Hmm. That is fascinating how we all kind of like... Why are we... <gasps> I don't know. That's that, that's fascinating. It's almost like a, a, a Mandela effect. Nelson Mandela. Have you have y'all heard about that effect? Nope. Yeah, but not in this context. I mean, clearly it would be better if we all had like the same like thought of how it happened but it is kind of similar where we at least all thought that he went back and changed and, changed yeah. and then had to yeah. change yeah but anyhow so let's get into overall thoughts <laughs> so i guess we can start with kyle and we'll go back this way so kyle okay. overall thoughts of the movie do you think this is a nostalgic movie at oh all? definitely nostalgic even though obviously what i thought happened didn't actually happen mm-hmm. still nostalgic you know uh <laughs> I love the. I, I absolutely love the way they did the time travel and how they actually made mistakes doing these time travels. It makes it a lot more interesting. Mm-hmm. And once again, hate, hate the vice principal. <laughs> <sighs> That's all I got. Okay. And Haley, overall thoughts and nostalgic to you or no? Completely nostalgic. <laughs> um, I know this is like a decom and it's supposed to be funny and all, and it was. And it was great, but to me, like, even though this is, like, a sci-fi action adventure, like, 
to me, the core of this story was about friendship. Mm-hmm. And, like, that still hits home to me. And there are still lessons to learn. And I'm, like, really grateful that I got to see this. And I wish I could have appreciated that little me watching it, you know. Mm-hmm. just I think it's a really good message. And those snowsuits. <laughs> those snowsuits are so cool. <laughs> we should go snowsuit shopping after this. Honestly, if we can find white snowsuits like that... I'm totally about it. We could be the Minutemen for Halloween. <gasps> all three of us. You could be Zeke, because you're the tallest. I kind of like this. I have to be Virgil then. Yep, and I would love to be Charlie. Oh, I guess I have to ruin time for everybody, right? Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like this idea a lot. Yeah. I like it a lot. Yeah. I love this idea. Oh my god, this is great. And then... I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can agree that this is a very... this. Especially if I watch this like later on and like come back to it again, I will have a bunch of like nostalgic feelings and everything for it. It, I definitely like the friendship message, mm-hmm. but what I like even more clearly is like the whole sci fi epicness of it. And like I kind of said, I referenced earlier, I like how it reminds me of Up, Up, and Away. Like this movie is kind of like what I needed for. The later 2000s. So Up, Up, and Away came out in, I think, 2000 for DCOMs. And then this came out in 2008. So almost at the end of that, like, 2000s, like, decade. And I don't think there's anything that kind of happens in between those two I that's mean, even though like it's not it. a DCOM, then there was Sky High. But obviously oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. DCOM. Yeah. And this also kind of reminds me of Sky High a little bit in right, that because, same sense. Right, I mean, even Sky High is like up up and away yeah exactly and i also like how as cheesy as some of the dialogue could be and as how like annoying as the vice principal and some of the bullies can be i do actually like the characters in this more than some of the other decoms that we have watched Mm -hmm. and not like the characters in those as much and the one thing i can say that i actually really wish this movie did is that I wish it had, like, a TV series spinoff of some sort. Which I know they've done in the past before. Like, they have the... Was it My Babysitter's a Vampire? Didn't that start off as, like, a yes, DCOM? it did. Yes. Start off as a DCOM, and then yep. it became a, a TV show yep. on, on Disney Channel. And so I just think that'd be really cool if they had made Minutemen, and then they made, like, a Minutemen TV series to kind of go with it. It, it would have been cool. And you could, like, either explore their time-traveling adventures between, like, the beginning and whenever they had to, like, fix it, or if you really wanted to, you could explore other inventions that Charlie creates, like his teleportation, which is something that they kind of did with uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Mm-hmm. They made a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids show, and it wasn't even necessarily about him shrinking his kids, because after it that... Was just his other inventions? Yeah, other like inventions that he made. I think at one point they had aliens on this. it. I will say There is a TV show that's not similar, but I would say sort of. Mm-hmm. It's called Phil of the Future. Mm. I love Phil And of it's the actually got the vice principal in it. As the Is caveman. He... He's the caveman. Does he yeah. play the... Oh. Interesting. Okay. And he's... Yeah, he's a time... Yeah, basically, they took him out of time, so... Yeah. It, this is off topic, but isn't the vice principal also the principal and she's the man? Or is that just another bold white guy? It might... So here's here's what I needed to look up, because I was getting the vice principal confused with the science teacher in sky high, you know, the science teacher, mm-hmm. cause they look very similar. So it very could, well, he could be the principal and she's the man as well. And so I also did mention, I was going to kind of bring this up. So you mentioned that 
uh, Jason Dolly. Didn't mm-hmm. you say that he was kind of a uh, suave, essentially? Yeah, very charming. Very charming. Something that I noticed whenever I was looking up their IMDb pictures, uh, Luke, uh, what's his name? Luke Benhard, I think is his name. The guy, the guy who plays Charlie. Mm-hmm. That boy glowed up. Well, he's he's also going to be in another decom we see, Cloud Nine. Oh, I actually haven't seen that one, so I'll be. I've seen a little bit of it. Well, the the actor who played Charlie, he he like glowed up like a lot. Like he like he looks good now. Jason Dolly, and maybe it was just because it was a bad picture, doesn't look as good currently. Like it's like they had like almost like opposite kind of like grow ups uh, a little bit. And then something that I learned in the trivia is that the vice principal, whose name is Vice Principal Tolkien, is apparently named that after the principal in Back to the Future, whose name in Back to the Future is James Tolkien. Hmm. Oh. Interesting. So there's our other Back to the Future reference, which I really love. And did you manage to figure out what you were looking up? Yeah, it doesn't look like he's from She's the Man. Oh, so it's just another just random bald white dude? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All random bald guys. Play principals. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, technically, our principal was a bald white guy, but you didn't hear that from me. And technically... Yeah. My first the, principal was a bald white guy. <laughs> And technically, the principal right now is all pretty much bald white guy. Ooh. Well, it makes sense. Must be a requirement. Oh, we don't need your bachelors. We just, uh, yeah. Bald? Okay. (laughs) Bald white guy? Okay, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, you get the principal job. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I can mention to y'all. But I can't think of anything. At least not at this moment. So basically what I'll probably end up doing is I'll like learn of something and I'll be like, I'll bring this and I'll bring it up next time. Like, like, yeah. yeah, like which was usually happen. <clears throat> okay guys, so yes, that will do it for this week. And if I think of whatever I'm sure I want to think of uh, to talk about more in this episode, I'll just bring it up in the beginning of the next one. But until next time, you can follow me on all social media at Tether92, Kyle. You can follow me on most social media, but I'll talk to you next week. And Haley. You can follow me on Instagram at Haley underscore Anselm, and as usual, I would not recommend it. <laughs> all you'll get is cat cat stuff. Cat, 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 cat. Very true. <laughs> but people like cats, so I mean, that's true, too. And you can follow our podcast social media on Facebook and Instagram at NostalgiaDcoms today. Next week, as I have just recently been re- informed we will be talking about true confessions so you will probably be hearing some bu- some blubbering idiots crying over how emotional this is now i will say this is not a movie that i have watched before that i'm aware of, but i have i think i've seen like bits and pieces of it but from what i've heard it is like pretty sad and shia labeouf is in it yes. which i know and he uh he apparently does some really good acting with it so It'll be a fun one to watch. So until next time, we will talk to you later. Bye-bye.